61 of Shanlin on Batman. I'm your host, Justin Chandler. We got Tom Harper in the house. Hola. We have Kyle Davis, who's moving. He's moving. Oh, He's where mo- he doesn't have to mow the lawn. Yeah, he does not. Ha- he can drink my ties. He gave a big two middle finger salute to the, the long surface over there. <laughs> you're, you're, you're done with the man around here, aren't you? Lucky. Yep. So I'm excited for Kyle. Well, Kyle is no longer on the podcast. He's fired. Bye, y'all. <laughs> no, that's not true. Uh... Kyle is moving for better job opportunities. Looking for career opportunities. Job opportunities. I'm still nearby for the most part, so I'll still be paying visits to the show quite yeah. often. Yeah, he will still. He's going to remain on the show. So if you want to hit up Kyle and uh, wish him a happy trails to his new <laughs> <laughs> to his new business ventures. Fun fact: the happy trails are rainbow colored. <laughs> Damn. You know what, that? At Looting Kyle on Twitter. You can hit Tom up at Batman Bass Slap. You can hit me up on Batman Shanlin. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at Shanlin on Batman. You can find us on Twitter at Shanlin on Bat. And you can check us out on the podcast EmpireNetwork.com. And then. No, it's just PodcastEmpireNetwork.com. Don't put the the in there. Sorry. The the does not exist. No. So you just want to go triple W. ShanlinOnBatman.com. Let's just talk over each other for the whole <laughs> podcast, Justin. Let's do that. I, I've, I've heard some podcasts do that recently. So yeah. We're not going to do that. Uh, but you can hit us up at www.shanlinonbatman.com. So make sure you do that. Make sure you're reviewing us on iTunes. We've got We've definitely bumped up a few more reviews. So thank you to everyone who's done that, especially Cedric Ramos, who is a huge fan of ours. And we want to take a second and be like, hey, man, thanks. We love your... Uh, Love your uh, enthusiasm for us, your loyalty, and we want to say thank you. I know Kyle definitely wants to say thank you. Thank you, Cedric. And Tom? I already said thank you. Oh, yeah, that's Good right. You he knows. Him. Awesome. Awesome. So make sure that you say hi to Cedric on Twitter. Uh, yeah, so we're going to get this episode underway. So I'm sad to announce that we now live in a princeless world. Yeah. Well, it was... Tom, why Why are there, like, onions in your room? Onions? I'm, like, crying over here. <laughs> it's purple, because Prince died. Pr- purple rain This is tears? what it feels like when doves cry. You got me there? Yeah. No onions. I think everyone on the show is a huge Prince fan. I remember last week, uh, I saw Mark Hughes uh, said something on Facebook about, well, the rumors are true, Prince is... I was like, no! <laughs> I hit up Tom... And I was like, fuck you, stop messing around. I was like, no, for <laughs> real. He's like, no! Like, that was li- like one long like, word. And, uh, like 50 no's. It was crazy. Yeah, when I, when I heard, I was like, god damn! <laughs> 2016, you suck. 2016 does suck, David Bowie. The chick from Everybody Loves Raymond. Uh, <laughs> the, the Doris chick. Roberts. There I love go. her. Yeah. We lost Alan, Rick- boy, man. Alan Rickman. Alan Rickman. Now Prince. Don't forget Lemmy from Motorhead. Oh my god. Damn it. Yeah, it's been quite the year so far. It's, it's only been, been four April months. Here. I know. 
damn it. So the reason why we bring up Prince, obviously, I'm because it's Batman related. Yes, it's Batman related. We're all huge fans of Prince. I love love Prince. Little Red Corvette's my favorite song. I love Purple Rain. We're, we might do Lords of Film, Purple Rain, like just kind of throw it back to the eighties. But he was in Batman eighty nine. I remember watching the Tim the behind the scenes of Tim Burton, and Tim Burton talked about how kind of Prince you know, fit in the Batcave because the Batcave was really small. Prince is like 5'2". Super small, but a huge rock god. Uh, yeah, like, I, I was really sad. I was really uh, broken up last week. It was like, when I heard that Heath Ledger had passed away, I was like, damn it! No! I hate it. I hate that we live in a princess world. Yep. Uh, I mean, Tom, Tom really, when it comes to... Uh, to the music, especially with Prince, like Tom's really good at like explaining like he was like a virtuoso. Like you, you've said a bunch of things. Like even before he passed away, like he's probably the top five guitarist. Do you want to take that away? Talk about like his. I mean, it's obviously disputable because everything's disputable, and this is the the internet highway. So everyone's got their opinion to voice. But my opinion to voice would be that in the last hundred years prince is definitely one of the top five musicians to have lived uh not just the fact that he played guitar and wrote music and stuff but like the man played like 20 different instruments i don't even know what the like the count was but he he didn't just like walk up to uh guitar and like blow people's minds when he did it he could hop up on a drum kit he could pick up a saxophone you know he could play bass and like he could just so many instruments he could just walk up and play fluently you know and the the fact that he could do that it's obviously it's a lot of dedication and and like just time practicing and practicing and learning music theory and all that but it takes a really special person to be able to do that you said he was like a savant or something i mean possibly i don't know but i mean like it's it's the way that he the way that he did music it it's it wasn't human you know it, it it was just that was what he was put here to do was to play music where where does his legacy where does his legacy lay as a singer and a songwriter like obviously you talked about his his ability to play music like whenever i saw like videos of him playing live like i never got to see a uh, never got a chance to see prince live uh where does his legacy lay as a singer and a songwriter uh he'll always be he's like he's like a michael jackson you know like he's always gonna be relevant as as far as i'm concerned i and i mean hopefully hopefully the the secret vault that we the fabled vault yeah the fabled vault that we've heard about possibly that exists like Hopefully that that is tr- that is real and there's there is tons of music and film and all kinds of stuff to to like just keep this legacy rolling but even if there's not I would still say that he's going to be relevant for probably ever. Uh you had a really great story about seeing him live. How many times did you see him live just once? Yeah, I just seen him once. Where were you at? Detroit. Uh, what was the concert experience like? Where does that concert rank for you, and what was it like? I, it was, it was a really surreal experience, kind of like the, it. It went down quick, like it just I, 
I got tickets and went, you know, it was crazy. There wasn't a lot of time beforehand. Like it was one of those, if you didn't get tickets within that 20 minutes, it, you, you weren't getting them. You know? How long ago was this? Uh, crap. Last year? Yeah, it was last year. It'd be 2015. Uh, I was in Detroit and, uh, but like as far as concert experience, like a Prince show is, it was a Prince show. There's no, there's nothing like a Prince show that, the the crowd would is at his beckoning call. He could have said like, "Take your clothes off and have an orgy," and it probably would have happened. You know, it, the way he like, the way he plays a crowd and the way he played a crowd and like the way that he the order even down to the order he did his songs in. You know, like it it was all perfect and like planned out precisely and just. A showman from hell just awesome just a hell of a showman and his band that backed him is you don't play with prince unless you're the best at what you do where, where does that like you've obviously been to many concerts you're yeah. in a rock band where does his where does that live show experience rank for you as top 20 top it's top 10? five i would say really yeah it's it was just a really good show i honestly never thought i'd really be able to see prince and uh the fact that i got to do it it was amazing and the fact that now it was just a year before he died is like I, I look back at it now and I'm like, Holy crap, I'm lucky, you know? Like there's a lot of there's a lot of people in their fifties and sixties that are like, you know, I could have went and seen John Lennon and they missed that opportunity. Like this this is really I I bear to say it, like this is uh our generation's John Lennon pretty much. I don't. I know we we've talked like privately, like after shows, just because I'm a huge Prince fan. It's a private conversations. Don't tell anyone about it. Uh, <laughs> uh, how big of? A, and I was always jealous that Tom got to see Prince live. I was like, that's something that's like that's always been on my bucket list. I tweeted like, man, of all the things I've ever been able to do, see, hear, experience, that was one of those things that I always wanted to do. I had never had an inclination that he would die so young. I was no. like, I'll get. Like when he came last year, like it was so quick, I couldn't. Sn- uh, snag t- you know, snatch up some tickets. So it's like you know, I'll, I'll like I'm disappointed, but I'll get to see him like next year or the year after. Right. I never ever thought that we I would live in a world without Prince. Like he was one of those guys that you really thought you he would live forever. You know, and I grew up on Prince. Like I I wasn't too much into his uh into his '90s stuff when he became the artist known as Prince. I mean, I enjoyed it, but it wasn't like. His 80s stuff, you know, 1999, you know, Purple Rain, all these great albums. I mean, even his first album, they came out in like 78 or 79 where he played every instrument to record the his music. And then, obviously, Batman 89, you know, he, I mean, we did the commentary track, you know, I, and, you know, I said like, pretty sure I said, you know, this Prince music kind of dates the, the movie. Which, oh, yeah, we definitely brought that up. But it's still a part of that movie, and it always will be a part of that movie. And that's kind of how I was introduced to the character. I can't imagine that film without that Prince music. And it was good songs, too. It wasn't just like... They weren't like... I mean, they were made specifically for that movie, but they weren't stuck in the haze of that movie. They were actually songs that you could listen to without the context of it, and they're still like get on the dance floor and shake your ass songs. Or like, or the, like the love theme, or my favorite off that album, Scandalous. And I think I saw that, like the Batman soundtrack in '89 or '80, whenever it came out. I know it came out before the movie did, uh, 
made, made, sold like 4.8 million records. Like, holy shit, that's, that's, a, that's a huge number. Even in today's world, like, you know, that's those are like Taylor Swift numbers, uh, Beyonce Knowles numbers. That happened in the 80s, and it was a Batman, like, Batman-themed soundtrack, you know? Right. And, like, I will never, ever, like, if you were to take that music out of that film, it would never be the same. Like, I can never see... Jack Nicholson popping in the Flugelheim, you know, dancing to that. Uh, or, you know, coming down, like, the the streets for the anniversary celebration in Gotham at the very end of the movie. You know, kind of, the movie kind of started with it with Needle Drop, and it ended with Scandalous, so. Like, I'm still pretty broken up about it, and every day I'm reading about new stuff. You know, I shared, like, some Jimmy Fallon, like that Jimmy Fallon ping pong Story, which was funny, like, I'm a huge Prince fan, I've been watching the Kevin Smith Prince story, like, nonstop, every day, like, I, I've been a huge mega fan of his, and my biggest regret so far in my life is I've never been able to see a Prince show, and I'll never ever be able to, I'll just have the experience of watching it on YouTube, which I'm sure doesn't, it doesn't do it justice at all. Now, it seems how, like, just recently, things were actually allowed by Prince to be put up on YouTube because just a few years ago, anything that went up with Prince's name on it was taken down almost immediately. He was he was suing like fans and stuff. Everybody that put something up with him in it or on it or something to do with him, it was gone and it was in court. Like, mm-hmm. he, like was... that's why you don't see his his music on Pandora because one day, no. like. I, like that's I have like on my Pandora I have like eighties pop, nineties pop, like I'm Metallica, I have Disturbed Radio, I have you know the Batman theme, I have Christmas radio, all these different radios. But I'd always frequent the eighties because I like Prince. And I'd have a Prince radio as well, but you know, I like the diversity of the eighties, so I would uh play the eighties one and they'd have like the really long edits of his songs. And one day I'm like, Where the hell's the Prince radio at? And I try to like Try to search for like Prince Radio on my phone. I'm like, what the hell? Where it's is like this that? doesn't exist. This yeah, Prince doesn't you exist speak anymore. of. No, <laughs> you can't find his music videos on YouTube. You can't find it on Spotify, Pandora, all that. He was a uh, he was a uh, force of nature in the music his world. PR was amazing. Ah, <laughs> uh, so he will always have a spot for me. I mean, what does that music do for you, Tom? When you listen to Prince on a, the Batman soundtrack. Um, it's really good. It's, I mean, like, it's not my style of music, but, like, when I break it down and, like, listen to the music itself, like, it's, like, it's just really well put together and expertly played, you know? It's, that's the thing about Prince. Like, everything was expertly played. There was no half-ass in it. I saw, I think I saw a tweet by Dave Grohl where he said, you know, Prince was a better drummer than I am. And Dave Grohl is considered like one of the top ten greatest drummers of all time, if I'm, if, if I'm not mistaken. So when when you are that talented, and you're you're mostly known for being a singer songwriter, but you can play those instruments, you know, like wow, that says just a lot about you as an artist. Now take away take aside, you know, like what's been coming to light that he might have had like a really bad drug habit like i didn't know any of that like because i know him as a jehovah's witness doesn't smoke doesn't drink doesn't swear doesn't you know you know the only thing that i i really knew about him you know being like more risque was him you know being promiscuous and sleeping around but even that you know you're a rock star. Like, that's one of the things you're supposed to do dude i love the carmen electra story about prince yeah uh 
Carmen Electra dated Prince back in the 90s, I do believe it was, <clears throat> before the Dave think, Navarro stuff and all that. Like late 90s? Yeah, No, early. Really? Yeah, and uh, it was... It wasn't like a exclusive relationship, you know, because it was Prince. But she uh, would have. She said, "I think it was her book." Honestly, I do believe it was her book. Uh, she said that every night before she went to bed, she had to take a shower and like do her hair, and put her makeup on, and put something sexy on because at any point of time in the middle of that night, Prince would show up. Or could show up, you know, to a room, and you didn't, you didn't not do that for Prince because that wasn't <laughs> up to Prince's standards. Like, so every single night, this already gorgeous woman would have to like pretty herself up just to go to sleep, just in case Prince decides to stop by. That's that's a pretty epic rock star story. Like the story is, you know, with Charlie Murphy playing basketball, you know, <laughs> uh, the story of Jimmy Fallon, you know. At the end of the, at the end of him beating the crap out of Jimmy Fallon in ping pong, he's, you know, Questlove is out there trying to chase Prince down because Prince is leaving. Questlove's like, "How'd it go?" He's like, "Prince rolls the window down, ask your boy." <laughs> 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 like just stories like that, like, like to me, like you say, he's like the John Lennon. You know, I I attribute it more to like more like an Elvis Presley. Like this man could get away with anything. He was he was just talented. Like he was in movies. He did, he did all these different things. You know, obviously it's up to interpretation of where. But Prince was his own person, and he was so private, and you never, ever, ever heard anything negative about Prince, other than you know, you know, Carmen Electra story or you know Sheila E story. You know, these he'd have all these different love, love affairs because it's Prince. I mean, I really, I hope of all the things that come out of the vault, other than music, I would really like to see that Kevin Smith doc. Oh, that'd be so awesome. That does awesome. sound pretty interesting, yeah. Uh, cause, you know, I, I've been listening to that stuff since it came out, you know, watching it on That was YouTube. actually one of the first times us three hung out. You guys were like, have you seen that Kevin Smith talking about Prince thing? And I was like, no. And you guys were like, you have to watch that. And I, all I, three I of bought, us sat here and watched it. I bought Kyle that. DVD just based on just based off the Prince story, uh, yeah. just based off the Prince stuff. Was so that the Evening with Kevin Smith? Is that yeah. what that is right now? And then he had the he had the follow up, uh, you know, Evening Harder, where he talks about how Prince, you know, was pissed off about uh, Kevin Smith talking about it, and he tore apart Paisley Park, right? You know, looking for the that uh, the NDA, yeah, oh the NDA, uh, yeah, yeah, he's looking for the NDA that Kevin Smith never signed. You know, we're getting a little long winded, but when you are a it's fun to share Prince stories. Not Force of nature. <laughs> like Prince, everyone talks about it. Yeah. And, you know, he trended for days, you know. Just, he's Prince. He's Prince Rogers Nelson. And I'm still heartbroken over it. And I will be for quite some time, just like I was with Heath Ledger. I mean, Kyle, what, do you, what are your thoughts? Like, you've been silent the entire... I don't have a whole lot to add to this, but like like you guys, I've heard of all these elaborate stories, and I always found it so interesting just to listen to it, because like I'm not as into his work as maybe some other people are, but I always enjoy listening to the occasional print song on the radio or like 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 the stories. So when I heard he was dead, I I got really sad because it's kind of an end of a, an era almost. He's a he's like a modern icon. And now he's he's gone. 
I, I really got into Prince when I was in high school, especially the 80s stuff. My friend Justin Clark, I said, just burn me a, burn me a CD with like really good music. He's like, can I put, throw some Prince on it? And I was like, eh, sure, go ahead. I still have that CD to this day. It would be, it'd start off with uh, Little Red Corvette. I'd have One Dove's Cry and Raspberry Beret. He's like, I'm just going to throw three songs on. I think Justin Clark wanted you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But, but yeah, like, I still listen to that. I mean, obviously, I'm more of his music than that, but, like, that's how I was kind of, like, kind of, like, other than, like, the Batman 89 stuff, that's kind of, was, like, thrown into it, and that was around high school. Uh, we'll, We'll just go... And talk about like Tom. What's his favorite song? What's your favorite song of Prince? I'm not gonna name a favorite song. Really? I'm really not. He's that good. There's so much music there that it's just you can't condense it down to one. No, I'm I'm really gonna I'm gonna be that stereotypical and say I'm not gonna pick one because I'm not like it's just I can listen to. There's not too many Prince songs that I would turn off. You know what I mean? Like it. There's I can't pinpoint it to one song where i'm like that's the best one because i mean everything he did was incredible of course there's music that i don't like from him as well but for the most part like all of his stuff is amazing kyle do you have a favorite song i'm gonna pull up tom and that pick damn you i'm just gonna say if you want to Experience some prints. Go make yourself a playlist of whatever you can find and listen to that. Like you can find so many albums of his from the eight. Like his music was always changing. Like that he went through phases. Like he had like the eighties phase, and he did like the really like really sexual phase with like Darla Nikki and all those other music. Uh, there, there's another one like J- Jack You Off. I think it was Jerk You Off. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. Like those are like the like the, those kind of songs like aren't my favorite, but like you know obviously I've heard them. Um, and then he did like when he became like really spiritual and Jehovah's Witness, uh, and you know walking around uh, Minneapolis, you know selling watchtowers, like always interesting. But yeah, like we obviously have a personal relationship. I wouldn't say personal relationship with Prince himself, but like our relationships. Like, we've always just, like, talked about Prince. You know, we've all together watched... We, we watched that stuff before we all three of us watched a movie together. Oh, yeah. So, like, that's how much Prince means to us. You know, I was just jamming Prince when I rolled up to, to record tonight. You know, Little Red Corvette's my favorite song, so... Probably always be my favorite song. Probably Seconds, Purple Rain. Uh, just kind of the era I kind of grew up on with Prince, so... Here's you, Prince. Gone way too soon. So, on that note, let's talk about some other Batman stuff. Um, Willem Dafoe cast mm. Mm. in Justice League Part One. Kyle, awesome. I like Willem Dafoe. He's one of my favorite actors, and the fact that he's now a part of the DCU is very exciting to me. Uh, Tom, excited, happy, don't care, whatever. Um. I'm indifferent. I really. I just. It's not like the biggest news in the world to me. Um, I mean. What do you mean Warner Brothers gets big name actors? <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Kind of like that. Um, I do think the. Uh, I think the whole grabbing people from the Marvel universe thing's more interesting than the whole Willem Dafoe ordeal right now. But I mean, yeah, he's a solid, really good actor, and I'm sure he'll be just 
fine and dandy for what the DCEU has got in store for him. I'm curious, though, as soon as it was announced that he was going to be in the movie, I'm, I immediately thought, man bat. He's going to be man bat. Oh, my God. <laughs> so excited. But then can't come, come to That's find That's why it. they have Commissioner Gordon in this. Yeah, come to find out he's going to play a good guy. I don't know what that means. What you know, he could be one of the. There's, there's been a lot of rumors going Jason on. Jason Todd yep. <laughs> confirmed. Did you, did you hear what the most recent rumor was? I've not heard that he is going to play potentially an older Hal Jordan. Really? That's yeah, what I heard. I, I've seen that on the internet highway too. I could really, I do, I can see that. I really? Like, I personally want him to be Oliver Queen. But yes, yes, I would. The Green Lantern would be cool too. That's who I'd like. That green, the armless, only one armed uh, Green Lan- uh, Green Arrow from uh, Dark Knight Returns. Yeah, that'd be uh, epic. Um, I don't know. Like it's I've personally, for me, like I I've always been a fan of Willem Dafoe uh, from Platoon. My favorite movie he, that he's in is Boondock Saints. If you haven't checked out Boondock Saints. Make sure you check that out. Willem Dafoe is awesome. There was a firefight. Love that line. <laughs> it's a great movie. Uh, I forgot about him in that until you just brought that up. I might have to watch that tonight. Holy yeah. shit. The second what? one's even good. He was in that one too. I know. What the? Just you never expect him. He was in John Wick. Oh, he was in John Wick. John Wick was good. We cannot confirm that we're going to have Boonock Saints on Lords of Film coming up next. <laughs> and John Wick. I love Boondock since, and we got to do Boondock. We, there's so much to talk about. Brian Jeremy's in that movie. Oh, God. <laughs> Tell me a funny joke. <laughs> We're getting off topic, but it's Boondock Saints. We can do that. Um, I'm really excited. I think he's a quality film actor. There's, uh, uh, there, he has like a following. Like, people obviously love him. Like, I didn't think that he was, uh, the best villain when he had the, the green, the that green uh, goblin suit of his didn't work for me back yeah. in two thousand two. No, that's not that's not really his fault. That's more of a behind the scenes issue. Yeah, I, I, I mean, thought the, he played the role just fine. I thought that like when without the mask on and everything, I thought he was really great. But whenever he put the, I just couldn't buy like because he has the most expressive face. He looked nothing oh, yeah. like James Franco. How could he be <laughs> James Franco's dad? <laughs> but I keep seeing like all these. Like, James Franco should be reverse Flash. It's like, oh, my God, that'd be really good, too. And then the Spider-Man guy. It told me... And oh, somebody, man. Willem Dafoe would be better reverse Flash than <laughs> Franco. I mean, so, like, they pulled J.K. Simmons. We're going to talk about J.K. Simmons next. I don't think we've really talked Who's about that? it. Who's that? Um, That's what I said. <laughs> um, yeah, you did say that. Fucking it's a pretty douche. big deal. Um, but, yeah, like, they're... Willem Dafoe, he could be anything, and that whole... They're pulling so many people. Who, is Tobey Maguire going to be Kyle Rayner? I was like, yes, please! Alfred Molina would be a perfect penguin. Right, serious question. What has Tobey Maguire done since Spider-Man 3? I have no idea. He does a lot of independent movies. He's set for life. He's Leonardo DiCaprio's best friend. I mean, that, that helps, I guess. I'm just sad, because I haven't seen him do anything since that. I guess I need to get more into the indie scene. He's done a lot of indie stuff. A lot of indie stuff. He, uh, he did that. W- w- he did that war movie. I'm like in 2010 or 11. God, I'm, which one? Uh, it was I believe Jake Gyllenhaal was in that one. I don't have to look. Where Tobey Maguire has like crazy PTSD. He goes on a kill crazy rampage. I think at the end of the movie doesn't surprise me. Um, damn it! It's yeah, he's been in quite a lot of stuff since Spider Man. Actually, the good German. Uh, 
beyond all boundaries? Is that what you're talking about? No. You sure? Because he was Private George Strang. No, it wasn't that one. Oh, Brothers? Yeah. Brothers. He was Captain Sam Cahill. Yeah, Brothers, that was it. Yeah. That he was in The a... Great Gatsby, too. Was it? Oh, that's right. Yeah, he was Nick Carraway in The Great Gatsby. I forgot about that movie. <laughs> I think a, a lot movie. of people... A lot of people have. It was great. I haven't seen the movie right? in forever. <laughs> it was all right. It wasn't great, but it was. It was. All I didn't right. like the modern music, but anyway, Alfred Molina would be a perfect penguin if they're if they're just troping people from. <laughs> just get everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Kirsten Dunst would be a Kirsten perfect. Dunst. Who's in Spider Man? <laughs> hey, cast get, them. Let's get Kirsten Dunst to be Catwoman. Ooh, I like Kirsten Dunst. Yeah, I think she'd be. I think she'd be. Poison uh, Ivy. Better like poison ivy or you know something. get her in there somewhere. But come on, Alfred Molina wouldn't he be perfect as the penguin? Yeah, I can see that. Like I'm like I know there's like this you know you get Bruce Campbell as like Mad Hatter. Yes, <laughs> let's, get, let's just get all the Raimi universe people in here. <laughs> the Raimi universe. I mean, why not just why not just get Raimi to direct something? He'd be a really great director for Green Lantern. Move over, Snyder. We got Raimi in here. <laughs> He was actually he petitioned to be the next Batman director after Burton left. Yeah, um, but they didn't think he was like he didn't have the, like the the director's chops back in the early nineties. So poor guy. <laughs> then he directed Darkman like right after that. Right, love Darkman. Um, yeah, why not? Fuck it, just pull these characters from. Get Sam Raimi direct Green Lantern. Could you imagine a Sam Raimi directed Ooh. Green Lantern movie? No. He was he was honestly he was my pick for the Flash movie. That would have been great. I think that Flash he would have been great. I think that he has that that visual style that that universe yep. that film series needs. Um, he could have made it really interesting, kind of scary, kind of like you know. I think that he got he got a bad rap for Spider Man Three, which really wasn't his fault. It's kind of like a Joel Schumacher, Batman and Robin. So. I mean, you can't blame him completely on Swearing 3. A lot of that was studio intervention that kind of just stepped in and forced a lot of things to happen to the script. Yeah, with Venom. So brings us to next. J.K. Simmons was cast as Commissioner Gordon, and he said recently that his part is pretty small in uh, Justice League Part 1. Kyle, take it away. Did he say anything about Part 2? No. Okay, so... <laughs> the kind of supports what we thought is maybe there would be something that starts in Gotham but it's not going to be centered around events of Gotham but I don't know what that is yet you know with J.K. Simmons you you get just one of the best actors in the game right now oh yeah he, Whiplash. he's on point right now uh, like he can get whatever role he wants he, he's always like up there for Academy Awards like he's just on his game right now when, when it was announced that Yo, Gordon would probably be in the film, in a Batman film. I always wanted Brian Cranston. But when they cast J.K. Simmons, they're like, all right, I'm good with that. He would have been, like, my second choice. So yeah, he was, he was my second cho- choice as well, J.K. Simmons. So, got J.K. Simmons. I think that he's a great actor. Tom has no idea who he is. I do now. I just <laughs> didn't know when he said his name. I was like, who? J. Joe with Jameson's like, Gordon? He got tired of waiting for Spider-Man pictures, so he switched <laughs> teams. And then immediately after, Spider-Man trailer came out Go. well i remember there was that talk right before he was cast that like maybe he will be like J. Joe and jameson in the tom holland spider-man <laughs> yeah, movie it's not gonna happen he's like i don't think that's gonna happen i was like why couldn't it happen jk wait what if he does both <laughs> <laughs> dun, dun, dun. drama uh yeah i'm excited uh yeah he said uh 
I'm going into a thing that hopefully will be two, three, four, maybe more movies for me. And my part in the first one is very small. But obviously, we know who the guy is. We know his whole backstory based on the comic book. So I'm just going to finish doing my research on that and probably not watch the actors that have played the part because that's kind of intimidating, honestly. <laughs> and I don't think I would find that to be very productive, so I'll do my take. I read a thing where uh, Gary Oldman was like giving him advice on what to do for the part a little while ago. I thought that was neat. That is pretty cool. He's like, he's like I, I held the, the position for a while. Let me teach you what to do. Huh. I wonder if he'll actually take his advice or if he'll be more like that statement and just be like, yeah, you're intimidating. You're intimidating. <laughs> uh, I, let's answer one question uh, before we get... Holy uh, shit, we got a question? Holy shit! <laughs> from our favorite fan, Cedric Ramos. Cedric Ramos. Are, are, the, are the rumors regarding Nightwing in the Batman movie credible? I haven't heard anything about Nightwing in the What rumors are these now? I haven't heard anything. I haven't heard anything, so... Um, no? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Nightwing... Nightwing's going to be in the which movie? What was the question? Uh, are the rumors regarding Nightwing in the Batman movie credible? I've not heard anything about I haven't this. heard anything about that. I'd like it to be true. I'd love to see Nightwing. But I just feel like... I don't know if the general audience is ready for Nightwing. Yes, they are. <laughs> no, we need to have Jason Todd first. <laughs> they are so ready for Nightwing. You can have a Nightwing film. You can have a Nightwing Netflix series. I'd be down for a Netflix series. Could you just... Um, what? Come on, DC. Marvel's killing up the Netflix series. Let's, let's get you one now. You've already ruined it on Fox with Gotham. <laughs> even though even though I, I keep hearing that Gotham season two is amazing. I keep hearing that too. I'm like, what the hell are these people smoking? <laughs> I watched like the first eight episodes and I'm like, holy <laughs> shit, this is terrible. They have Asri- do they have Azriel on that now? Yeah, they're going to have Azriel on there. <laughs> like, what, how do you what get fuck? <laughs> Doesn't Azrael like happen like after Batman's back gets broken? Azrael like becomes a thing because of Batman. I just <laughs> just like how all the other villains in the show are supposed to come about because of Batman's actions, but apparently they were already crazy people before. <laughs> yeah. I just I keep so seeing I that. Know. I'm just like, what is going? Is like, is it actually good or? Because everyone's like, it's like 100% better than season one. I was like, well, if, if, well <laughs> no fish moon, of course it is. <laughs> but she came back for a few episodes. Did, I did she really? I don't know. I haven't watched it. She season came two. back, but I don't know what happened. <laughs> Holy I haven't shit. read anything about it either. I, I refuse to watch any more of that show. <laughs> I'm glad you finally came to your senses. I haven't. I tuned out. It was like, giving me a brain injury. <laughs> You can't even speak anymore. Some, somehow I'm now healthier than both of you <laughs> by not watching Gotham. And I'm probably the most unhealthy person here. Uh, uh, it's like, oh, please, Arrow's bad enough. I don't need any more of this. Really? Life. Arrow's gotten Arrow bad? Got bad? Arrow got bad because it turned into like a teeny drama oh, wow, I seriously, romance like, show. I seriously contemplated like starting that like, watch the, the first, other day. Watch like, the first two seasons. Really? And then just uh, write it off. And then see if it gets better. Because, like, if you can't stand just really annoying relationship drama, then you won't like season three. I heard Rachel Ghoul was really good in that. Rachel Ghoul was fine. But then, spoiler alert, they kill off Rachel Ghoul in favor of another character that I don't like. Can't kill Rachel Ghoul. They killed Rachel Ghoul. <laughs> can't kill him. Didn't they learn anything from The Dark Knight Rises? Like, what the fuck? They're, they killed a Batman. There's a Lazarus pit mini they, pool in his pocket. They killed like. a Batman villain on a non-Batman <laughs> show. What the fuck? 
Oh, yeah, and they had a Deathstroke on there for a while, which was awesome, but then they locked him up in a cage. Why? Why does that always happen to him? He always <laughs> gets don't... locked in a small room. Like... <laughs> it's like, we're going to lock you Deathstroke. up for a long time. <laughs> You'll never get out of here. So are you, are you writing off Arrow then? No, I'm still watching it, but we'll see what happens. Well, there was a point when you were still watching Gotham, too. So yeah, we'll and, then, see. and then my brain exploded one night. I decided to stop that, so we'll see how long this takes. Well, when I stopped watching it, Kyle had to reevaluate his priorities. I, I had to reevaluate my whole life. Because <laughs> I'm still, like, deep into Walking Dead, and Kyle's like, shut the fuck up. I no, fuck that show. <laughs> exactly. I was like, well, at Although, least I'm not watching Gotham still. I did go still. watch the last ten minutes of the finale, and that was actually pretty good. But I'm of not, course I'm, it was I'm Negan. Not, I'm not going to go watch the rest of the show. Of course it was Negan. Yeah, he was good. Don't be like Justin and just watch the last episode of Breaking Bad. Come on. At That's, this point, I, I don't give a fuck about The Walking Dead. <laughs> wow. I really did that. I've oh. never watched The Walking Dead, so I'm like, one, like, I'm like one of the 1%. You might, if you like anything zombie. I will say that the first season of that show was first amazing. Two seasons. The first The second season gets a lot of shit, but I still liked it. It had a lot of... They fucking shot up. Carl. I was like, yes! Carl! <laughs> Carl! <laughs> I love that meme. Carl! Carl! <laughs> <laughs> We're so off topic tonight. <laughs> Welcome to Shanley and I'm Walking Dead. Shanley and Walking Dead. On tonight's episode. Shanley and on TV series that are not Batman related. <laughs> uh, so, J.K. Simmons, right, thumbs so up So what do you think me. of the new Powerpuff Girls? No. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh, did that come out? Yeah, I'm gonna watch some of it. <laughs> <laughs> Why can't they do Dexter's Laboratory? Oh man, Powerpuff Girls is the shit. Uh, Animaniacs is on Netflix. Oh, watched like almost all of it, dude. <laughs> I show. have straight up. Oh, I, I'll say this: when I watch it as a kid, I'm like, "This is so good." When I watch it now, I'm like, I'm "Like, I, eh, no wonder my parents let me watch this." <laughs> There's so many adult jokes in it. It's awesome from the '90s. It's all like '90s political jokes. It's I'm like, eh, not as good. It's never figured Doesn't the hold time up. when Prince was on that show. Yeah, exactly. Prince, Prince was, was on that show. Yeah, Prince there's was a on scene the where uh, Prince shows up. Yeah, and what? freaking Dot like tries to steal him. Like that's her like, hello, nurse. You know, but don't they like, make a fingering joke with that too? Yes. Yeah. Nuh-uh. There's a joke yes. where she's fingering Prince. Yes. <laughs> what? It's something about a piano, and she's like, yeah, but you ever fingered a Prince? Something like that. Like, yeah, it's something really. I'll look it up just for the sake of uh, good being old off kid topic. shows from the nineties. Uh, so next topic: Batman v Superman has crossed the eight hundred fifty million worldwide mark. It's at like three twenty domestically, eight fifty. Obviously, it's not something that uh, um, they they reached their minimum requirements. Basically, like what was the point where they broke even? Was it like five hundred? Uh it's double whatever the budget is. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, so they the, said they weren't so turning like a profit to like eight hundred million. Yeah, so like they just made a profit. So good for them, I guess. I don't know. I feel like the, they're obviously disappointed with the overall reaction with the film, and that obviously you know correlated to uh, not having a healthy. Didn't have legs. Like the film didn't have legs. It lasted two weeks. Then the Kristen Wiig movie or whatever the fucking her name is. Not Kristen Wiig. Some stupid comedian chick that I don't care for. Her film was number one. I'll probably get shit about that on Twitter. Like I haven't heard what this movie is. So I don't know. But it was number... It got beat up by that. I don't know. Like, for me, I'm disappointed with the overall reaction off of the film. Like, I saw it again. 
You've seen it four times, right? Yeah, I saw it two nights ago, three nights ago. And, yeah, like, up until the point, like, the the editor says, you know, we uh, we had problems with, you know, the opening because we were told to come under two and a half hours. So we had to cut out so much. And, you know, like, originally the Lex Luthor stuff happened way later in the film. So we had to bring him all the way to the front. And, like, we had problems really? with the... Okay. Yeah, that was... The Lex Luthor stuff wasn't supposed to happen until way later. I mean, it, is there any chance they could have just pushed the Lois Lane stuff to the post credits? <laughs> In a perfect world, yes. <laughs> uh, I just the whole editing issue with what what David Brenner, the editor, said. You know, once we get to the white Portuguese, or it's finally revealed that the white Portuguese is a ship. I'm the worst detective, and I couldn't figure that out. Uh, the film gets automatically like better. Like, yeah. you, like seriously, once that happens, that's like this is like a complete completed version of the film. Um, but before that, like it just jumps from scene to scene to scene to scene to scene, and it just they're just throwing no a whole flow bunch of context at you. There's no flow to it, and you can tell that the editors and Snyder's like, "Whoa, what are we gonna do here?" But that could they could have still shaped that better, you know. In my opinion, they could have just had like, I don't know, I don't know what could have fixed that film. Obviously, adding thirty minutes into the film, if we ever do get that R-rated version uh, in theaters, uh, they're money hungry. We'll get it. You think so? Hell yeah, dude! I was just gonna say, like, even though they only made eight hundred million with the the movie. I'm sure between merchandising, toys, potential sales of the director's cut, that they'll be just and fine. then the Blu-ray release. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm disappointed with the overall reaction. The next few weeks is just going to be all Civil War, which I'm like, eh. Bring I'm, it on. I'm more excited for Apocalypse, especially with that trailer that just popped up the yesterday. The trailer that Did shows the, the exact same weeks? scenes for like the fourth time in a row. What do you mean the next couple weeks is going to be all Civil War? We got Suicide Squad coming, dude. You know, but I'm saying the next couple weeks is just everyone on Twitter, Facebook, oh my god, Civil War is the best and movie the of Civil all time. Civil War is going to get shut down on the 7th. Is that when it is? The 7th? Of what? What? Wait, what are you talking about? What's going on here? No. <laughs> what are you talking about? Civil War is going to get shut down before it even comes out. It comes out the 11th. Good. <laughs> It's not that long. It comes on the six, does it? I don't know. I've, I'm, I'm the minority. I'm probably not seeing that movie. Look at the big shot over here. No, like, like what? I we we talked about this privately. And I said, you know what? Uh, Do have private conversations again? <laughs> you you keep using that word, but I don't think you you don't understand mean what private means. means. <laughs> you know. Kyle doesn't care for The Walking Dead anymore. Like he says, you know, the three episodes that are good each year aren't worth me investing time into. And there's been thirteen uh Marvel MCU films. And of the thirteen, I've liked two or three. I thought you really liked Captain America too though. Oh, I that's my favorite. And you don't want to go see the sequel to that? Why do I care though? <laughs> okay. Because that you just said one of your favorite movies is the one that preludes it like <laughs> yeah but it's no not really because uh, age of ultron supposed to, this is the, uh, the sequel to age this of isn't ultron avengers 3 though but it doesn't matter like after age of ultron i'm like i'm done i'm just done i didn't see ant-man age of ultron wasn't that bad oh my are you kidding me i liked it more than the first avengers <laughs> i thought the first avengers was trash i thought both of them were trash but i like the first avengers at least it makes sense 
until Hulk decides to throw on that. I still don't know there. what the hell happens at the end of that Age of Ultron. The entire movie for me, because I'm like, wait a minute. If Hulk can control his powers the entire time, then why did he like Hulk out and start attacking his allies on the ship? What the hell? <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> Fish Mooney. That was a Fish Mooney level right there. Uh. I enjoy the first Avengers more than I do Age of Ultron. Like that whole pool sequence, I still don't know how that movie ends. Like apparently a hawk is in space or something. I have no idea what the fuck happened. I saw that movie twice. <laughs> I still don't know what happens. It's like what happened. So many qu- like I as soon as that pool sequence happens in Age of Ultron, I'm like. What the fuck's going on? Like <laughs> that was like the equivalent of the nightmare in Batman versus Superman. But it makes even less sense because <laughs> it's like three seconds long. At least that was a whole sequence. <laughs> it was just shirtless Chris Hemsworth <laughs> in a you pool know, the, of water. That scene alone bumped up the ratings like two points. <laughs> the Rotten Tomatoes ratings. <laughs> the, Give it ten more. We went from like a six to an eight after that. <laughs> Made a critic. <laughs> Thank you, Chris Hemsworth. Um, but back to like, wow, we're way off. We haven't podcasted in a minute. Like, this we're this not... is the off topic episode. <laughs> we just are not on our games tonight at all. <laughs> Tom's gonna have to edit whole sections of. We've this. turned into an episode of Famine on Batman. Not editing any of this. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Did you see Fraser lately? No. <laughs> Wanna I've been watching Roseanne. <laughs> oh, okay. Let's talk about Roseanne. I'm good. This turn to the Roseanne podcast now. Joe John Goodman would be a perfect uh, Commissioner Gordon. Harvey Bullock. Oh, okay. That'd be cool. I'd be down. I'd really be down with that. I'd just be happy to see John Goodman. I love in John a DC Goodman movie. Like. Why not? He was in one of Affleck's movies. It'd be perfect. Which one was that? Which... Argo. Oh shit. Yeah, he's he in Argo. Argo. Yes. You're right. Which, like, we are back on our game. Segway right into Ben Affleck's Batman. Say we're the best. <laughs> mm-hmm. We know how to tell stories on podcasts. <laughs> we just led you astray. We've been doing this a minute. Uh, so <laughs> it's official, official. We already knew this. We talked about this in other podcasts. But official, official, from the head of uh, Warner Brothers, Kevin Sushihara, said yep. Ben Affleck wait, wait, is... his name is Sushi? <laughs> okay, Continue. I don't know. It's T S U A U I R H A R A. Sushihara. I don't know how to pronounce his name. Continue. Uh, <laughs> Why don't you text him? <laughs> ask him to spell it out phonetically. Well, can we call him on Skype and ask him how to pronounce his name? Uh, yeah, let's do that. But Kevin Sushihara officially announced Ben Affleck is directing the solo Batman film. So I'm going to start with Tom. Uh, other than John Goodman in as Bullock in the solo Batman movie, what do you want to see? What storyline do you want? Do you want to see? Do you want it to be more? Do you want it to be more of a Bruce Wayne story that we kind of got and begins in Dark Knight Rises? Or do you want just full on Batman? Just full on Batfleck? I want full on old school Batman. I want... I want the I want to pick up where BBS left off almost. You know what I mean? Maybe a few years after that even. Really? I want like old pissed off Batman. Like maybe not like deathbed Batman, obviously. 
Like he's where, 85 years old. Yeah. All right, still an athletic movie, and he's in bed. Yeah, and he's in hospice. He's in a coma. <laughs> Alfred's been dead for 60 years, and he's in a yeah. No, uh, but no, I want, I want the uh, like past his prime Batman though. Definitely. Really? Yeah, I really do. Interesting. I think, I think that storyline is like would be way more interesting than seeing all the stuff we've already seen before. You know? Interesting, interesting. So you want so kind of like a Batman Beyond kind of story, or do you want just No, I still want it to be I still want him to be in the suit and everything. I still want him to be like the the shit, but I want like uh he's gotta work for it a little bit. Like it's a struggle, you know? Like it's a it's a it's a night to night struggle for him to put on the suit and do it because he's beat up and he needs to rest, but he can't. You know? So he needs some Jared Tall and some, you know. He like puts a bunch of Bengay on his back before he gets in the suit. <laughs> Alfred, rub me down. Eats four or five tums because he's going to have heartburn or something. <laughs> Damn it. But no, uh, that's, yeah, that's that's what I hope. I hope it's a, uh, like an older Batman. Really? Mm-hmm. For me, I'm going to skip Kyle for this one. Well, I'm not skipping <laughs> him. But uh, I'm going to go next. Uh, for me, I actually want the complete opposite. I want, let's say, this version of Batman's 41, 42. a two-hour-long version of the Batman origin story. Yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, for the 89 time, where we find out that Bruce Wayne is Batman. Wait, what? <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, I actually want a Batman when, he, when he's in his prime. Like, I feel like the BVS, he was kind of like over the, the, the edge past his prime just a little bit. I want, like, this version of Batman to be, uh, to be straight up, like, with Robins. You know, he has, like, he's coming off of the death of Jason Todd, or it's like the, it's like the Under the Red Hood story, or Court of Owl story, where, or Batman is straight up just, like, the best detective, the best athlete, the best at everything. He's got the awesome gadgets, he's got the best, uh, Batmobile, like, he's straight up, uh, just a straight up badass. We've always gotten the, the Batman, uh, as in, like, his first few years in every version so far. But this version's kind of like, with BVS, he's been at it for a long time, but you don't see that buildup in this version of Batman v Superman. You know what I'm saying? Where Even though we see a lot of Batman in BVS, we don't get to, like, see Batman work. Like, right. Yeah. Uh, for me, I keep saying ah uh, tonight. What's going on? Uh, I keep saying like, so, yeah, that's all good. Been a minute. It's been a it's been a few weeks. We had a bunch of uh see there it is or again. <laughs> people, people complaining we haven't been on. So here you go. We're slacking. We're just saying unlike over and over. So like back to what you were uh saying. <laughs> Batman has to I want to see Batman like 35. Like obviously Affleck's not 35, he's 41 for two. I want to see Batman where he doesn't have the whites on the side of the his The power temples. of makeup can fix that. Yeah, I want to see Batman who has Robin, who who he has Oracle. It's just the classic Batman story where I guess the best way to ex- explain it for fans is like the animated series Batman who's been doing it for a long time. He's been at it, but he's not over the hill yet. Or like the Arkham City kind of version of Batman. And obviously you're going to have Jared Leto's Joker in it at some point. So that might be a perfect segue to, you know, 
have under the, the under the Red Hood story. But you, what they could do though is they could do like a prequel, give it like present day where he's at. You know, a story of Under the Red Hood. But I just think like having uh, a actor like. Affleck, since he's a little bit older, he might just go all in. Like he might have just like Two Face in it. He might have Man Bat. He might have Catwoman. I just want this movie to be littered with a lot of DC characters from the Batman world. I definitely want to see Will Smith in it and Jared Leto. I think that that, that would be perfect. But back to what I was saying, like I've seen the origin story of Batman. We got to see a little bit. Of that character in the Dark Knight, but it was never fully formed. And then you s- jump eight years, and he hasn't been doing anything. Like he's been just pissed off in Wayne Manor, like walking around with a limp, playing room archery. <laughs> <laughs> room archery. He was. He was. Where's all the queen when I need him? <laughs> uh, yeah. I just, I've never seen that on film. So I just go back a few years, tell those stories. I'm excited. I think we're going to get one of the most action-packed Batman movies that we've ever got. Like, if you've ever seen The Town, like, those that those town action sequences, especially at the end, are superb. Before Kyle goes, do you think that... Do you think that there's a chance that we might get, like, the, uh, the family-friendly version of Batman with, like, a Robin and stuff? Because hear me out on this, like... There's a lot of people that are mad. We talked about this privately. Damn it! <laughs> I know. But there's a lot of people that are upset that they couldn't take their children to see this Batman film. And there was a lot of people that were upset about other films like this. You know, like, do you think that Warner Brothers is going to be like, hey, we kind of need to do a family friendly take your 10 year old to the movies to see Batman I don't think so and here's why I, f- I feel like Justice League, The Flash Cyborg those films are going to be Aquaman those films are going to be more geared towards the the teenage young child kind of like uh, uh, fans of it like you can take like Flash, I feel like you or Flash or Justice League. I feel like the tone of that movie is you can take your film, like your your family, like it'll be more geared like the, how the Incredibles tone is, where it's funny, it's an action adventure, it's family friendly, but there's serious stuff going on. It won't be as dark as BVS, but I think with Affleck, they are in the Affleck business, so that meaning he whatever he says goes. Like if he says, you know what. I want to have Catwoman in my bed naked, and I want her to be full frontal. They'd probably be like, "All right, you're Ben Affleck. You can do whatever you want." Like I'm, that's I'm as extreme as that sounds. I really do feel like with with him at the studio and his Batman being so well received, even with like the few criticisms he did have. Like there were no criticisms about how he played the character. It was just more criticisms towards. What his character did, i.e., killing a few people here or there. Um, there, I don't think I ever saw anything just like Ben Affleck sucked as Batman. I no. didn't. I don't think I've seen no, that at I all. I haven't seen that really. I know Kyle wants to jump in. I do, I do just want to add a point to that, saying although Batman would be a, potentially a good thing to make for kids, I don't think it's the best properties they have for it. They have two upcoming movies that would be better suited for the kid audience. Shazam. Yes, I was going to say Shazam and The Flash. 
Like the story of Shazam is he's he's a little kid. He's like a ten year old kid that gets magical powers that transforms him into a Superman like character. Zach Efron would be perfect. You're not wrong. Like I think yeah. you could spin Shazam into a way where the younger version of himself is very appealing to the younger audience. And Flash is just usually a fun all fun time all around anyway, so that's what I think this should I, be. I just don't think with, with that property and who's in charge of it, I think they're gonna give him whatever he wants. Yeah. They're gonna make sure the he's gonna make sure the script's right. They're gonna give him the time like I feel like the only way to describe it as if I feel like it's the they're giving him the time that Nolan had. You know, Nolan always had time to make sure the script was right, that sets were built. That's when I, I keep hearing that they're going to try to fast-track this movie. I give that... Uh, I don't really buy that. I know that they want the movie to come out sooner, but they're going to give Affleck the time he needs to make sure that he goes... that he gets everything he wants done. Like, it's not... He's just not starring in the film. He's directing it, so you have to scout the film. You have to write the script. You have to build this. Make sure the sets are built. You got to make sure you got to find locations. You got to make sure that everything. You know, like Affleck might ch- want to change up the bat suit. He might want to design something a new Batmobile. He might want to do all these different things. And they're gonna give him. They're gonna throw the house at the. They're gonna throw the budget, the house, everything, because Batman is a surefire winner. So they're gonna give him whatever he wants. Like I said, I know it's extreme, but if he said, you know what, I want. I want this character to be nude. I want Batman to say the fuck word. They're going to let him do it. And the, any backlash he gets, I don't, it won't be anything because Ben Affleck as Batman, as Batman, and let alone he's directing the film, they just give him whatever he wants. I mean, I don't, I guess it's the best way to answer that. I, I mean, Kyle, do you have anything more to add to that? To your point? Not necessarily, no. But he does need to talk about what he wants to see. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because I cut him off. Oh, I think you're going to like this. I have an idea for a trilogy. Ooh. It's not necessarily original. It's a lot of adaptations, but I think it's some of the best parts of Batman lore that come together. First movie, The Batman, which is a, it's a situation that happens at Arkham. Arkham City-like, you know? Have, Ooh. Have a whole rogues gallery. So it's him and... Uh, the remaining Robin kind of out there kicking ass and then you can kind of have that spin into potentially a scenario where by the end of the movie Joker gets what he wants and kills Robin and that kind of leads into further events and then the second movie Batman Endgame have a movie based off of that where Joker is kind of still on about causing trouble and he does this whole thing where he starts like Spreading that gas around and turning other people into jokers like him. He, he even gets the uh, Justice League involved with that one. So do you want a third one to have Commissioner Gordon as Batman? No. <laughs> that's where we're ending the that's, 52. That's where it stops and then we don't ever bring <laughs> that third, up again. Third Batman movie. Batman Beyond. I, as much as I want to see Affleck as older Bruce Wayne, I just can't see him wanting to do Batman Beyond. I feel like that'd be more suited for Michael Keaton. And Michael Keaton is not in Spider-Man, so yes, that could potentially it, it could happen. happen. <laughs> it could happen. Or it couldn't, because he's not in Spider-Man. Well, that, that's weird. Like, apparently the RDJ contract, because RDJ's in it. It's so weird. They're like, yeah, if we don't get RDJ, then Michael Keaton's in. I'm like, 
What? Because RDGA, as soon as he's like any movie, any Marvel movie he gets, he gets premium pay. So whatever it is, if it's thirty, forty million dollars. Like there's, there's like, uh, th- th- that's a quarter of your budget. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Like I personally, and Michael Keaton is gets premium pay too. He's Academy Award nominated actor. He made a bunch of money with Birdman. He did that Spotlight movie last year. Like anything that Michael Keaton does now, he's premium pay too. I mean, he did that. He did that Saturday Night Live just a few months ago, and that was like the biggest thing that happened on Saturday Night Live. The last like well, everything's happened on Saturday Night Live, and like yeah, but you saw everything. Years. Whenever when Michael Keaton was on, you saw people talking about it because he did like the Batman thing. He was yeah, really you're very funny. yeah, you're right. Like when he was on SNL, it they like the. The arousal that it got out of the people was like it was back in the early '90s and stuff. People were like, "Did you see Saturday Night Live?" Like, "Oh my God, no! I didn't know it was still on." Like, <laughs> <laughs> but I, that's what's going on with that because of Robert Downey Jr.'s contract. You can't. It's like the only way. The best way I can describe it, it's like, okay, we're gonna have we're gonna sign one player. It's gonna be Kobe or Shaq. Who's it gonna be? Kobe is more like Robert Downey Jr. He's a little bit younger. He can he's got a little bit more longevity in him. He brings the crowd in. And Michael Keaton's like Shaq. He's a little long in the ear. I mean, obviously he's still a legend, but he's not like he was 10, 15 years ago, kind of like actor. So uh they obviously went with Kobe. <laughs> Hopefully there's no rape allegations. Kind of the, kind of the <laughs> upset that they went with Robert Downey Jr. because I feel like the reason for doing that was just to get a big name into the Spider-Man movie that draw people into the theaters. I mean, well, we heard today that, no, the reason why there's Captain America Civil War is a complete rea- yeah. was a complete reaction to Batman B- B- yes, v Superman yeah. being, you know... I mean, we already knew that from years ago. When they, oh, yeah, of course. So, they're, they're, they're very reactionary. Like DC has a superhero fighting movie coming out in this day. Let's release our superhero fighting movie on the exact same day. And cut. Like, and obviously, they're very reactionary. I, like, they even said, he's like, Feige said, if we if we don't do something like this, we're going to lose audiences. So I feel like that they are, this will be their big movie. I don't. I just want to say, this is a perfect example of why having these two companies be competitive is very important. They're constantly pushing against each other, making each other improve on what they're doing. Yeah, absolutely. It's a perfect example of that. If, As, if DC had not thrown their hat in the ring, we would not have this big epic Civil War movie coming out. It'd probably just be like Iron Man 4 or something. I don't think there'll never be an Iron Man 4. Robert Downey Jr. can't do it. No, he they can't. He wants like $70 million for it. Let's get him, <laughs> let's get him for Spider-Man then. There you go. You Jeez. can get him in for a few scenes. Like he like that's how much he wants is like sixty seventy million for these movies. That's why you'll never see. That's that's they'll over half desperate. your. That's sixty five percent of your budget. They'll get desperate, and they'll be like, <laughs> "All right, let's do it." I feel like I feel like when when. Please, when, no, I don't want an Iron Man four. I hated that third one. I hate the second one more. I haven't even seen the third one. Don't watch it. <laughs> if you want to hate you, So it's like Gotham. <laughs> it's worse. It literally contains one of the most disappointing scenes I have seen in an entire movie. Wow. Which one? The uh, reveal of the Mandarin? Yeah. Okay, so spoilers, Tom. There's this Don't do ama- it. I can't live. 
Huh? Just don't do it. I won't be able to live. So this amazing character of Mandarin who's played awesome by... It's funny. Like, they built this character who's like a cyber terrorist kind of thing. He's he's out there. He's on the he's TVs. Like, he's like Bin Laden. Like, just like awesome. Like, obviously Bin Laden's not awesome. <laughs> but like... <laughs> But, like, that's how they kind of portray him, and he's really good. Like, he's I was, a really good terrorist. I was watching a movie like, holy shit, Marvel is getting their Heath Ledger Joker right now. Yes. That's how wow, good they were. really? That key yeah. was amazing. And then at the at halfway through the movie, it's revealed that guy who's playing the Mandarin was an actor. Oh, shit. An actor <laughs> playing an actor who was playing terrorist. And the actual Mandarin was some other guy that no one gave a shit about. Exactly. I was throughout the entire movie. I was like, "This is a joke." They're not because he's sitting there like eating. Th- like he's like, "Dude, don't fuck with yeah, me." He's like in the room, and there's like these hot girls around. He's like, "Oh my god, my life's awesome." And then he's like, "Oh, I hey, thought it was a Robert joke." I thought it was a joke because I was like, "This can't be real." Like he's trying to fool, uh, yeah, like fool Tony Stark. They're gonna twist it, and then at the end, it's gonna turn out he's the actual Mandarin. He was just fooling us. Uh, nope. And it wasn't! Nope. And then at the end of the movie, he takes out his heart thing. I'm like, what the hell? Iron Man 3, the last half of that movie is just a huge mess. It's like the movie was set up so great. Another reason why I don't want to... Let's just... have Robert Downey Jr.'s Iron Man retire from being Iron Man, and then immediately have him come back in the Avengers or whatever to be Iron Man again, even though... <laughs> At the end of Iron Man 3, he destroyed all of his suits. What the hell is that? (laughs) How can you be Iron Man in this next movie when he destroyed all his suits? Wow. That movie. Well, thanks for the rundown. I'm still not going to see it. And it was like, and he's not even in the suit ever. He's not in that suit at all. That's right. He remote controlled all the suits in that movie. (laughs) What? He He was was only in the suit like once. He like sat in his basement in his boxers and controlled the suit while the stupid robot spilled coffee on him and shit. No, no. He was, it was like, he had this like headset on. And so every time that you think that he was in the suit, no, he was just somewhere else. Virtual reality. (laughs) They would like, they like make you think he got hurt because he get hit like by a truck or something, but then the suit would fall apart and there's no one in it. And then it like flashed to him, like remote controlling it from somewhere else. You're like, what the what? fuck? So he's not in the suit at all during the movie. He, I think he was in the suit at the very end, but when there's like Isn't there 800 a scene where million. Pop Pepper Potts gets in the suit and kicks more ass than he does? <laughs> yes. What? <laughs> oh, God, I hate that. Wow. Movie. At the end of the movie, there's like 800 Iron Man suits that he's fighting because that's all. That's the only villain there is. We're going to have dozens of remote-controlled Iron Man suits. Every, every Iron Man movie ends with Iron Man fighting in his own suit. Every so time. wait, he does like Iron Man 2 and just makes a bunch of drones? Yes! Every He's every... like, I got this idea from the last movie. We just flip yep. it, and I make the drones this time. That's a, you made like that? brilliant. You made that. I made that. <laughs> that's every art. That's everyone's like Iron Man's so good. It's like the series sucks. Every movie if ends we, the if, same if way. If it just ended with the first one, that'd be great. I still think the first Iron Man man Iron Man movie is fantastic. That's what. That's my. I, like I just watched it the other day. I'm like, this movie still holds up. It's great. That's my number two. Winter Soldier is number one. Iron Man's number two, and number three is Amazing Spider Man. No. We don't talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, that's that's Iron Man. Uh, we got way off topic there. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. Hey, Iron Man is basically just the D- the Marvel equivalent of Bruce Wayne, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Rich dude relies on tech to get the job done. So, like, 
that segues weirdly <laughs> into something. Into where does the DCEU go from here? Like, obviously, there's a perception. Drones. Pers- <laughs> they make drones. drones. Every have, movie has let, drones let's in have it. A cyber terrorist played by an actor. It was. That's okay. I guess the only way to ex- describe it is, Tom. It'd be like Keith Ledger's version of the Joker. Okay, like we like halfway through the movie, Heath Ledger's like, "I'm not the Joker." He's just like, oh, "It's really and like wipes his makeup off and like." It's actually Rachel. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god! (laughs) What have I done? Kyle, talk about DCEU going forward. Like, what what do they do? There's a perception problem going on with the DC films. I don't even know what you're talking about right now. (laughs) I don't want (laughs) I'm crying. Rachel. <laughs> Why have you done this to me? <laughs> I loved you. Bitch, I love you. <laughs> Just talk about anything. I don't. All right. I'm putting my serious face on right now. Oh, my God. It's it's really hard to figure out what the DCEU needs to do, considering the only movies we've had so far have been Zack Snyder movies. Like, we can't really make an actual judgment on what the universe is until we've had other people put their own inputs into it. I agree Right with now, you. it's just a Zack Snyder universe. Like, and so far, like, from, from the fans... I, I wouldn't say from the fans, but from critics, they're Owen too. I mean, the critics just don't like Zack Snyder as a whole. Like, you take Batman vs. Superman, and you have someone else make it, they'd probably give it a little bit higher score. It would be interesting. Like, I always was, I was curious that you bring that up. Do you think that if Ben Affleck had directed that film, do you think it would have gotten the critical bashing that it did? Had Ben Affleck directed that movie, I think it would have been a little bit tighter, a little bit more cohesive, and it would have been a lot better of critics. Interesting, interesting. I still I just, liked it. I, I like Zack Snyder, but there's no denying that sometimes his movies are a little sloppy. And it's interesting to see, like, because even with the first version of Watchmen, there were issues with that, but when they put the ultimate cut together, I'm like, wow! The ultimate cut's great, usually, for Zack Snyder movies, but the cut-down theatrical version is usually a little rough. It's like the watered-down version. It's like, instead of drinking wine, you're just drinking water. Yeah. It's just, like, not rich. It's not cohesive. Like, I can't even imagine. Like, I haven't watched the original cut of Watchmen, like, whenever it's on TV. Why would you watch that one? Whenever it's on TV, I I just flip the channel. I was like, this is not even even the the version that's supposed to be out there. So, Um, I just think that these next two films before Justice League have to pop. Suicide Squad... Wonder Woman. If yep. these films don't work, I don't know what to do. Like, should they shut the universe down? Just shut the universe down. I'm. Just, it's. It's. 
I, I can't really form an opinion on it until after at least Suicide Squad and Wonder Woman. If Suicide Squad doesn't pop with critics and fans. Oh, is on 3 then? Yeah, they're on 3. Then what? Then I think maybe they cancel some of their plans post-Justice League Part 1. I think the only film that's safe no matter what happens is Ben Affleck's Batman movie. Probably. And that's saying a lot. They, they just fall back to making Batman movies like they did back with... Nolan trilogy and it will probably be okay, but they won't have their own universe and they'll have to go back to a drawing board and try to do something else 10 years down the road. I don't know. I think what they need to have and what they're lacking is uh, overall like someone who the Kevin Feige of the DCU needs to be Jeff Johns. I think so. I think that having someone who come on, Justin, he's only worked on television. I know I got bitched at for that. <laughs> Twitter, I'm just like, I mean, he's everything he's touched has been really good, like comics. I mean, he's he's been around. Like he he worked with Richard Donner. Um, That's the thing. They need someone who is familiar with the comic source material to come in. I'm and my argument with that person was, look, like Ken Feige isn't like a movie producer. Like he's a comic book guy who kind of was brought through the ranks. Like he's not a director. He's he's not a visionary guy like that. He's brought through the ranks by Avi Arad. The movie directors make sure the movies do their thing, but then we have like the have have him come in and be like, all right, this is what we need for the screenplay. This is what we need for the writing. Let's get that in order, and then we can have the directors do what they need to do with the movie. I think that's what needs to happen. Like if Suicide Squad doesn't pop, which I can't see that not happening, just with the trailers and everything. David Ayer hasn't made a bad movie other than Sabotage. That's the only movie I didn't like of his. That's the, and even that movie was fine, but it just wasn't. It's just too too violent. It was like Arnold. I don't know. Have you ever seen that? It was an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. Uh, just way too. It was like mecha violent. Just way too over the line was like for Robocop? me. Even worse than that. Just Ooh. like just like super crazy violent. The story was like not there altogether. But everything else like. He wrote Training Day. He and to watch is good. Fury was amazing. Uh, I think that if David Ayer can't get this, put the pieces back together, there's something wrong. Post BVS, and I don't, I don't know what to do. What I don't know what they should do because in reality they're zero three because Green Lantern is part of the. Oh yeah, forgot about that. And we that all the, try to. Forget <laughs> we try to forget that. Uh, I just don't know. Like, now there's rumors that there's going to be three Green Lanterns in the next Green Lantern movie. I was like, well, cast some people, then then come talk to me. Yeah. Get a director. Get a, get a cast. I mean, Willem Dafoe might be one of them. Who knows? Oh, man. I just don't see him doing that. I don't know. Like, to, I just keep picturing him in that Mar- Marilyn Monroe Snickers commercial. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, what do you think, Tom? What do you think needs to happen, DCEU? Um, I don't know, like I said last time, it's just like we kinda gotta wait, but if you're gonna say like you did, like that these two movies flop, I think they probably And they really didn't flop, they just flop with Chris. No, I'm talking about the next two movies. If the <sighs> next two movies flop, like like you said, the only given is the, the solo Ben Batman movie. But I if the next two movies do flop, like I think the only thing we can do is kinda pull out of this and reevaluate what's going on and take it in a different direction but i mean that's probably what they're trying to do right now anyways 
It's so just concerning because gotta wait. I'm just a little concerned because like they were in the same position at their Man of Steel and having a bit of a backlash from that. They had a few years to reevaluate what they were doing with the universe, and then Batman vs Superman came out and it was kind of more of the same. So I don't know if that's <sighs> something having to do with Zack Snyder or the the execs or what. I don't know. Like, like, so we can't accurately say what they should or should not do until we have more examples to pick from, mainly Suicide Squad and Wonder Woman. I think that, like I said, I can't imagine Suicide Squad not working. And even Wonder Woman, like Patty Jenkins is a world-class director. I'm pretty sure she directed Game of Thrones. Did she do an episode of that? I'm pretty sure she did Game of Thrones and... Uh, Breaking Bad. Like I'm pretty. I don't. Maybe. Maybe I'm wrong. I mean, if you're gonna do TV, those are some good shows to work on. That's but they. Th- but if she, uh, Tom's gonna look right now. Uh, so far, the little bits of like the Wonder Woman set I've seen have been promising. Like people like to say, "Oh, the DC is so dark and this, the lighting is always super dark." But then you look at Wonder Woman; everything's like in the broad daylight, out in the open. Everyone's having a good time. And even in that, like, th- just the way that that looks, it very, looks very, like, 1920s, 1930s, where... Yeah, it's... It uh, looks really good. Is it supposed to be 1940s? World War II era? Is that what I thought it was World War One. World War One, maybe that's it. She did Entourage. Okay. Name some of the... Name some, some of her credits other than uh, Monster. Arrested Development. Uh, exposed Betrayal. I haven't seen any of these. Um, the only... I- Two here I see that are really like popular would be Entourage and Entourage and Arrested. Oh, Development. is the other girl they got for before she was before she was named as the. There was another chick that did like Game of Thrones, and they just had like they had the talking tiger. I guess I think you're overqualified for the position. Well, she just had like a clash between the studio. I think didn't she like wasn't word on the street like she wanted to change the script a whole bunch and like not a good way. Like, I guess the rumor is, like, she wanted to have, like, a talking tiger. Yeah, that's what I was just going to say. What? It was, like, tiger, something about a tiger, and, like, it was going to... Yeah, like, I used to watch He-Man when I was a kid, and I thought yeah. it was cool. Yeah. I don't know, like... I'm, I'm nervous. I, I guess I, I guess the right word isn't nervous, and it's not apprehensive. apprehensive. I, I won't even say apprehensive. I just... I guess it's wait and see. And I know we got to wait till August to kind of like really find out what's going to happen with Suicide Squad. I think that that's going to be the breakout of the year. I just. I hope so. I mean, everything that we've seen from Suicide Squad so far has been more than promising. I think going forward, if Suicide Squad is a huge hit, they need to take that tone. And apply it to the to, next to films. To the yeah. next films, yes. They should just copy the Fantastic Four formula. <laughs> Sue Side Squad? Sue Side Squad. Sue Squad 5. Sue Squad Stick. Sue Squad Stick. Squad Stick. But, like, okay, so, like, even more stuff's just been weird, like, we haven't heard. Apparently, filming was supposed to start the 11th. We haven't not heard anything official happen. That's a uh, interesting. But to me, that's a big casting. Reflect. But they're casting people for the film, so I'm not that worried about. I it. I mean, but they could be casting it with another director. True. Remember, the studio runs this yeah. shit. They could still cast people, even if Snyder's not 
part of the project. I'm not saying anymore. the Snyder's off the project. I'm just saying, like, it's just odd. And so there's a red flag for me. Like, they're not super excited for it or something? No, like, usually with these films, like, you have a huge press announcement saying, oh, uh, April 11th, Warner Brothers Pictures begins filming Justice League in London at uh, whatever studio. Blah, these people are cast. This Here's, like, the story's gonna, you know, be directly after the events of such and such movies. Uh... You know what I'm saying? Just it's very weird that we have not had that official announcement, mm-hmm. any official word yet. I I keep hearing that they're just doing pre-production, but that they, doesn't mean anything. Yeah, maybe they're reworking the script. I don't know. I'm just worried. I, 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 I and again, I'm not worried. I'm just wait and see, wait and see, because I don't want. I'm tired of the backlash DC's been getting lately. Especially, I enjoyed Man of Steel. I enjoyed BVS with even with BVS's problems. So, I think that's it for episode 61. Actually, while we were podcasting... Killing Joke. Killing Joke trailer release. Yeah. Oh, there's a trailer for it now? Yeah. And emergency trailer breakdown. Emergency trailer. <laughs> Are we doing that? For uh, real? I mean... How long is the trailer? It, it's only like 25 seconds. I, no, it's not. I saw it. It was like a minute 30. Oh, you, uh, yeah. So, yeah, I watched the whole trailer during the podcast. Come on. What? <laughs> I mean, it did come out, so when you were hearing this, there is a animated animated Killing Joke trailer that has been released, and it looks really awesome. Let's do a webisode for it, then. We'll have to do a webisode for it, then. Yeah. So look for the webisode of <laughs> The Killing Joke, and make sure you find us at www.shanleyonbatman.com, as well as <laughs> www.podcastempirenetwork.com. You can find Justin at... Batman Shanlin. You can find Kyle at Looting Kyle. You can find myself at Batman Bass Slap. We are uh, we are also part of the Batman Podcast Network. On, Indeed. On Batman on Film. You can uh we're everywhere. We're on uh Stitcher, we're on iTunes, we're on YouTube, we're on Podcast Bay, Pod Bay, whatever it is. We're on so many different things. We're on your sh- mother. Not today. <laughs> Not today. <laughs> uh but yeah, if, if you if we're on SoundCloud, if you want to download us on Stitcher because you want to listen to us later on in the day, that is the best feature, man. It is really good because like you don't have to have the internet if you're stuck in some shitty job where they won't give you the fucking Wi-Fi password because your boss is a dick face. <laughs> you can listen to us later without the internet. Download it before you go to work on your Wi-Fi connection. Then go to work and listen to us. We're we're on so many different things. We're, we're I'm gonna try to get us on uh, Google Play now. That'll be the next one because that that's not. But the main ones were there. It's iTunes, the iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Player FM. So many different things. Make sure that you're listening to us. Make sure you're gonna make sure you check us out on all those. If you if you like what you hear, make sure you give us a review on iTunes. That's the best. That's the best uh, way way for us to know what we. What you like, what we can change, what you want to see more of. Hit us up on Twitter. There's another great way. There's so many different things that we can do. Make sure you check out, follow us, subscribe to the YouTube channel that we have, Shannon on Batman. That's really great. We're putting more webisodes up all the time. We're going to do a webisode of Justice League. That might happen tomorrow. Maybe. So make sure that you do that. And for episode 61, I am your host, Justin Shannon. Kyle Davis. Tom Harbour. <laughs>